Alright. Uh, here we are. Doing a new podcast. This is another test. I've done like five already. Honestly. Honestly. None of them are getting published. Like, I've, I'm kind of trying to step it all up again. Um, so, what I might be doing recently. Um, I'm now trying to set up my gardening blog. Um, I've got back more into gardening. Buying plants that are dying. And just nursing them to, to root health. Um, some plants are better to, to do than others. Um, so yeah, and then I'm now working on the mortgage stuff. Uh, met some friends on the weekend. They, um, they like, I've been talking to a lot of my friends recently since the, the whole lockdown opening and reopening. And I said to them, look, I've got this idea to do this, this idea to do that. And then I sold it to two, told it to two different friends. And then on the weekend, that's just gone. They were like, oh, what happened to your thing? I thought you were going to do this. I was like, well, I am. We do it quicker because like, we're looking for buyers to do this. So that's definitely, sorry, that's definitely one of my, my things I think I'm definitely going to be more passionate about. There's definitely a lot there. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> I've been in the middle of doing work. Working from home is still just that bitch, really. Um, recently did the two good to go boxes. They're a bit hit and miss sometimes. I went to the Anne's, Auntie Anne's and pretzel place. They're about four pound a pretzel now. I remember back in the day when you used to get fresh pretzels for about three pound or less. They used to be less than three pound. No, they used to be more than three pound. I think it was like three for the yeah. They used to be maybe three pound ten, three pound twenty, and then it was three for nine. I always used to get cinnamon and sugar. Uh, but I was uh, Mr. Cinnamon's or Cinnamon, I can't remember the red one in uh, Westfields. Um, again, not been there for a while. Um, so what else has been going on in my life? Um, I've had uh, sign up for a new estate agent. This is again, house prices and stuff. I'm gonna start talking about explaining mortgages to people. Um, if don't get advice from anyone who hasn't bought a new property in the last five years, it's my best answer because your parents telling you, even if they bought ten years ago, a lot's changed. There's a lot more schemes available. A lot of them are just for voting sake. Like they honestly, without trying to get too political, they will not help you buy a place. I think the best one so far has been help to buy because essentially that was just extra money. And it was proven, I guess, proven as well, I guess, to the bank that you can actually save money. Um, some of these ones where it's like, oh, well, the government backed scheme and you have only 5%. A lot of these also are just for the first time buyers. Um, yeah, I mean, the house prices in this country just needs a shot. It needs to be more regulated somehow. I don't know how. But yeah, I won't go on a political rant too much. But yeah, things are changing. So, top line, I'm going to try and do a little off-the-cuff talk about housing. Um, Some tips. I think this is probably what I'll do, tips rather than advice, because tips will always change. And tips are just personal as well. So, for example, if you're looking to buy, whatever money you have saved, save more. Because you, you only people, a lot of the time, think, oh, I've got 20 grand saved and that's it. If you save 20 grand, five grand is going to be for fees, right? 
And one thing I would also advise you do is to, when you speak to your bank, find out from your bank if they include solicitors fees as well. Because I was really fast when I was looking. So, you know, I was quite desperate. I just wanted to get it all over and done with. So I was hunting around and I had a quote solicitors from when I got made redundant. So I thought I'd go back to them. And then halfway through the process of buying, my bank was like, no, we provide it for free. And not only that, you can choose like which solicitors you want. I think I had to pay like some sort of fee, but it saved me over two grand. Whereas I had already started doing the work and I had to pay them off. And that was a very messy and expensive thing. So I think they charged me, I like, didn't charge you too much, which was good. Once I explained to them what was happening as well, I think if I was like, oh, it's covered by my bank, and they said that, you know, I have to have predetermined people. Um, and what else, as a general advice right now? Uh, when it comes to selling, again, this is all, I'm going to write this up at some point, and maybe we we'll do a podcast based on buying and selling. Um, when it comes to selling, shop around for estate agents. You know, they will bully you into getting you to sign because all they care about is money, which is not a problem, but they're not your friend. So don't listen to all that they say. You have the power, you know, especially if, well, if you're a first-time buyer and a first-time seller, you have the most amount of power. You know, also, if you've got external cash lying about, even better. And again, that's a whole different thing. I'm going to go into it. Um, so, I'm just trying to think of some advice. So, if you're selling, hunt around. Always hunt around for deals. And never accept anything the estate agent says in terms of people that they recommend. Do not fall for that tactic. I nearly did that when I was buying. And they were like, use our conveyance of people. It's cheap. No, they never say it was cheaper. They just said it's quicker. And that's a lot of the things, especially if you're a first-time buyer. Actually, even if you're not, the whole, there's a thing called a chain. So, for example, if you're a first-time buyer, you've got quite a lot, or a cash buyer, you've got a lot of power in terms of buying. Because there's not a lot of people are waiting for you to do stuff. Whereas when you enter a chain, which is the messy thing, so you're basically... For example, if I buy a property that's occupied or has people in it, and then they're waiting for the next people to move and the next people to move from that, you know, they could be, that's what they call a chain. So, and if one person pulls out, that could affect all the other people from moving. My friend was in a nine-people chain. And I think he was somewhere in the middle of that. Because it was then waiting for the next team to buy a contract to be signed and all of that. Currently, right now, we have a reduced stamp duty. It will go up in September. But it'll only be half the price. Now, that's also another thing people don't realise. If you're buying a first-time property, I think up to 250 you don't pay any stamp duty anyway. Uh, if you're second-time buyer, you pay a bit. I don't think it's reduced, but you still pay some stamp duty. Stamp duty is is a good and bad thing. I don't necessarily think it holds people back from buying. Um, what stamp duty does do, though, is it um, 
I won't go into stab duty actually, I won't bother doing that. Um, but anyway, let's, let's focus on the buying aspect. Um, if you're buying, hunt around for deals everywhere. So first off, speak to your bank if you're doing a mortgage application, or even before that, even just getting a mortgage, because a lot of, um, what do they call them? Estate agents, that's right. Um, they want a mortgage in principle before they allow you to view, so they know what your maximum budget is, what the bank is going to give you. Right. So with the mortgage principle, it will literally just go, right, this is the maximum amount we will lend you if you were to do the actual mortgage application now. Um, some banks differ. They will say, mortgage principle I would do in the beginning, so you know realistically before you even, even if you've got, if you, if you have a grand now, although you need a minimum of 10, you would go, right, well, this is what I've got. What can I get? Because I had 10 grand all saved up by myself when I moved, when I planned to move out. Um, and when I was looking around, 10 grand was my salary at the time. I could only borrow £110,000. Which is mad to even think about. Because you think, in London, that's going to buy you nothing. My first property was a studio flat. I think if I held off a little bit longer, I probably could have got a one bed. Or if I got uh, a different kind of layout of a studio flat, I could have also converted it into a one bedroom. Which I think people as well don't think they can do. You can buy a studio flat and convert it into one bed. It is possible. Also, you know, look at look at your surroundings. You know, I think studio flats work and they also don't work. Um, well, so yeah. So when I say hunting around, so the firms sometimes as well. The rules keep changing all the time. So you know, general advice. Sorry. Um, whatever they sell you, so if they go, this is our guy, he's really cool, he's really quick, it doesn't matter. And I don't know, speed you want, you want to move in, if you have a deadline, that's cool, but they can't be any quicker really than three months. But generally, it's, it's, it's that whole process, standard is three months, is what they say. Obviously, with COVID times, and again, I'll probably update this at some point, I say update this, I mean, when I eventually write a blog, um, the updating process, sorry, the contract process, I know it's been taking six months, but COVID times should start simmering down really about now. Um, so, sorry, I've got a message. Um, so anyway, um, six months maximum, really, I should say, to, to, to complete the piece. And again, that's another thing people don't realise. If you're renting a place and you've got all the money, make sure you have a buffer. You know, it's not easy, I know. It's not easy at all. But have a buffer. And I couldn't tell you how much that is, but have a buffer where you can go, right, well, if I'm still in my place for another three more months, I have all that money saved out. And also just don't go out, you know. Involve people, involve your friends in the process and go, look, guys, we're not going out, we'll come over or something, just to keep, save money. You know, if your friends are like, oh, you never come out, you never do this, sack them, sack them off, mate. They are literally not worth it. Because it's just a waste of time, honestly. Um, and that's, that's just a personal rant. 
Um, I'm trying to think what else I need to mention. Buying, this is the buying process. So you hunt around the, the lenders, so when they offer you someone, also, sorry, that's the other thing. If they say to you, this is our guy, he's, he's quick, whatever, maybe go to them directly and just be like, oh, uh, my friend recommended you, how much? Some of them only, they do it through estate uh, agents, only, so only approved like through estate agents. So you can't get a direct quote. You can only get it through the estate agent recommended. Um, and also, because again, they include sometimes the finder's fee, the solicitor. So one of the people that I was recommended is told you in the contract that 250 quid of that fee would be going to the estate agent directly. So you can move for cheap, and I think that's probably the aspect of what I will focus on, moving cheaply and trying to save as much money as possible. Um, so look for the conveyance services. So if it's not included in your uh, mortgage application, a lot of them only include the buying and not the selling. So when it comes to selling as well, look around for conveyances that just do the selling process. Buying and selling as well is an additional two to three grand. So also better have that money in mind because I, you know, and that's not including all the stamp fees, stamp duty fees you might have to pay if you're buying a flat on a house. If you're buying a flat, right now, as I talk, we have leasehold flats. Uh, you buy a flat, you don't, you technically are renting it, even though you're buying it. You do not own the ground that's underneath it, currently, right now, and it stands. So I think the law is subject to change, but again, without going too political, it ain't going to happen anytime soon. A lot of the people who are in charge of the government right now, their friends and their, themselves own properties in flats, and that's where a lot of money is made. So they want they can you can buy the freehold to majority of different flats around the country, right? You can buy the freehold. So if you buy a flat, um, you can't extend the lease. So if you buy a flat, make sure it has over ninety years minimum, right? Mainly because your bank probably won't lend to you when they start doing all the looking down. So find out where you're buying, how long it's left on the lease. Right? Not only how long it's left on the lease, but how much the charges. Because there's a thing, another thing that people get caught out, and I did myself, when you buy a flat, it's always good to know. I didn't know you have to pay ground rent and uh, other fees, maintenance fees. So ground rent usually is about a nominal fee. Mentally, uh, so nominal meaning between nothing and ten pounds. Uh, ground rent um, is something that was, I think, invented like the eighteen hundreds. It's meant to be a nominal fee, but the maintenance is basically keeping the where you keep the bins cleared out and all, you know relatively organised. Having the, the maybe if you've got a shared space, that to be maintained. Um, uh, also, you click like the lights, paying for the electricity for the lights, paying for the grass to be cut outside, um, cleaning the windows, those fees are included in that. And the problem with the maintenance fees is you should always get a breakdown. I think that is part of the law. You should get a breakdown on those fees. Some of them are a bit cheeky and they will have like a contingency plan. Now, this is again where it probably gets a little bit political. Um, a lot of so 
spaces. So, for example, my flat um, that I am currently renting, they have like, a, I guess, for an extra £500 out of that. Not a bonus, but like a, a kitty fund if there's something that goes wrong. So if suddenly they just have subsidence or something. I mean, insurance should really cover that. And also, insurance is killing it. So building insurance. So if someone was to ram-raid your building or to smash a window or there's something internal that happened to the building, um, you're covered in with that insurance. So you speak to your management company and they would speak to someone, whoever their people are, whoever they've got to deal with. Um, they would, for example, I had a leak in my bathroom from the guy above me. And it was basically, had a lot of mould started coming in through his bathroom that was leaking. Um, he, I went to the agency, uh, sorry, I went to the letting, letting company, management company, um, and they sorted, they basically, he spoke, he got it sorted out and they said, do you want to claim the insurance for the damage? Because the problem is I didn't know how far the damage had set through, like the leaking, because I could hear it every time we flush the toilet or use the shower, it always leaked down into, into my uh, bathroom. Um, I thought the ceiling wasn't going to come in at one point. It didn't. It's dried out now. It's brilliant. You wouldn't even know there's anything wrong with it. Um, but I'm, I'm rambling here. Um, what I'm saying is that um, you need to. There's lots of different things you need to think about. If you can afford to get a house, even in like a one bed house, get it and do it up and whatever else. You'll be laughing. But if you get a flat, there are multiple risks, multiple different things that you need to think about. You know, I think a lot of people, a lot of the stuff that the, you know, the schemes that they're doing are for new builds as well. New builds, do not buy new builds because they're not worth it. It's like buying a new car, you wouldn't. Because you know, the minute you buy it, you lose money. It's the same with a house. If you buy a brand new house, they're hideously overpriced anyway because they have to buy the land they have to build them. It's mainly because they haven't, they're, it's like they're getting overcharged as well buying land. Now, you see a lot of stuff in Manchester now. Manchester is like essentially like New London or New East London, the way it's all bubbling up. They're building skyscrapers everywhere. You know, you look back 10 years ago, how Manchester is. Even when I first went Manchester almost seven years ago, and I look back to it now when I've been recently, it's ridiculous the amount of high rises they're building. And also, these flats are going for like one, two, three million. And again, I don't want to get political. And that's not actually not really politics, but a lot of these companies are also owned by insurance. Companies, and that's one way of like pension funds building new flats. They got that money always coming in through rents. Um, there's a company recently that a lot of a lot of companies as well around like Wembley Stadium, even in Manchester, around the city centre, they've got flats where you can only rent. And the idea is it's meant to be easier. You know, you don't have to worry too much. A lot of the rent, everything through the electricity, the broadband the satellite as well, it's all included. And it's meant to be like, well, I think it's different here, I think from in London, it's about 700 pounds minimum, some of these places. And the idea is that you rent. You know, I think, again, buying needs to be changed. If I could have my own mortgage company, I would change the game. You know, I think with a lot of them, they just want to make money. Where do you think, actually, if you, anyway, we won't go into that. Anyway, I'm rambling on way too much. Um, yeah, about 20 minutes. 
and that's what we wanted to kind of talk about. I haven't really talked, I've just got to ramble on. I'm, I'm thirsty, I need something to eat, it's lunchtime. Um, and this is just a test, still. So I will write something up and then read it off. I think it's probably the best thing because I'm just getting too political. Anyway, toodles. <laughs>